everybody welcome to episode 214 of the masterclass podcast and before i uh no you know what i am going to introduce my co-host his name is dave hogue <laughs> what's up hello sir how are you i am uh, i am well how are you i am well as well so are you going to talk about our anniversary we well i'm I remembered our anniversary. I just don't remember what ni- it's our eighth anniversary, right? Eight we years as a podcast. Eight, eight years, yes. Eight, I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't get you anything either. But maybe for the tenth year, we'll have to exchange gifts. Yes, but yeah, this we are now eight. We started this January first, two thousand fifteen, which I'll be honest, feels like a lifetime ago. And it's only been eight years. Yeah. I think for somebody in second grade, it would be a lifetime, I guess. <laughs> I mean, my, my kid wasn't even a glimmer in my eye, as they say, eight <laughs> years ago. And she's in kindergarten now. So, yeah, yeah things, uh, things can change. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. And you know what our show tagline was eight years ago when we started? It was the master class, a show about what Jesus said, what Jesus did, and why it matters today. And that is very fitting with where we are tonight. That's right. Why, Dave? What? What are <laughs> we? We just finished uh, going through the book "Hearing God" by Dallas Willard. It was our first extra biblical uh, source for this podcast. But uh, drum roll, we are. Wh- where are we for the foreseeable future, Dave? So we're back in the Gospels. Yep. And we are taking a look at the book of John. The Gospel according to John. Indeed. The Gospel according to John. And I'm excited because now we can put the tagline back on the show, show about what Jesus (laughs) said and did and why it matters today, uh, because that's what we're actually going to be talking about. And uh, John is, uh, well, it's, it's not short. So, and we like to talk. Yeah, it is not short, and I think tonight we've even decided that we're going to go through all the five verses, which have plenty in them to discuss. So. Indeed, yeah. So we are we are in no rush, uh, at least I'm not, to get through nope. this gospel. Um, shoot, I think it took us two, two and a half years to get through Matthew. So <laughs> we, and that's when we were recording on a regular... Yeah, on a, on a weekly basis, yeah. So... Um, Maybe we'll hit our 10th anniversary when we're in like John chapter 19. (laughs) We'll see. Um, But that's where we are. I'm just going to say that could be very interesting if it takes us two years to get through the book of John. Like I'd be okay with that. That would be very interesting if 2025 it's we're still just finishing this book. But anyway. It's called expository podcasting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Work on our way through verse by verse. Um why well, I'm excited, Dave, because also because John is not one of the synoptic gospels. So we're going to we're going to have while we are focusing on Jesus and, and his ministry, we're going to get plenty of opportunities to discuss uh, Jesus in ways that we haven't covering previous um, books of the Bible, because there is so much content that is unique to John uh, when compared to the other three gospels. So very exciting. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I suppose with all that out of the way, 
uh, oh, you know what I realized? You're going to read the passage. I get to put the, the, the underlying <laughs> moody music back in now. I haven't had to do that for a while. Yeah. So the other thing for me is, is I have one phone instead of two right now. And I plan to keep on one phone. So I am actually going to physically read from a Bible, a pages with binding. And I know you always do. <laughs> You're just a better, better Christian. Oh, uh, that is so. one, not true. <laughs> and two, not dependent upon the no, I know. form I know. Uh, of and, and and we are in the ESV when we read, right? Yes, sir. Well, I am. So, you can be in whatever so, you want. So interestingly enough, I do have an English Standard Version containing both the Old and New Testament. So, yes. Very good. Um, mine, mine has the New and Old Testament, too. <laughs> That's why it's called the Bible. Um, and, and anyway, I'm not going to go down this road, but like one of the things that my daughter wanted for Christmas was a Bible and she wanted a certain translation and we can get into that later. Um, but I just think it's, I just always think it's so funny that like she was so excited about it. Like, and, and I, like, I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate that I have an adult child who is like, gets a Bible for Christmas and then like goes off on why she's excited about the Bible that she got, you know? Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I won't go too much further. If we get to that at some point, then we will, but. Very good. Would you like to do the honors? And you would like me to read. <laughs> please, please, sir. After I've got this on that tangent. Okay. So John one, one, Verses 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I think that was verse five. Is it? Or is there one more? Nope, that's it. You're good. Okay, <laughs> I, I will have to admit that I cannot tell the difference between a five and a six with my glasses, even with my glasses on. Prescription check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh boy, here we go. So, I don't know. What are your initial? thoughts on this. I have I have thoughts, but I always talk too much and I would rather hear perhaps what you might think initially about this. Um I'm I'm not completely com prepared to talk about the synoptic gospels tonight. Uh but as you mentioned, John is not one of those synoptic gospels and he is much more um, his audience are those outside of the, the, the Jewish faith, non, non-Jews, uh, and, and he is, uh, so anyway, 
I, I absolutely love the book of John. And this parallels uh, the creation story in Genesis. And it starts exactly the exact same way. It starts with in the beginning. And so, um, my, I guess my, my initial thought is just how John is kind of laying this foundation, this groundwork, um, for just the awesome God, uh, that we serve, that is, and the fact that he is the creator Mm -hmm. and there is just this unique dynamic of like God, not being one person, like the word was with God and the word was God, but it's not like there's, there's more to it. Like there's this. And so I'm, 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 I'm really trying to come at, I, I, like in my brain, I'm trying to come at this as, um, not knowing things about God and not knowing things about the Hebrew faith and not knowing about what it is that we believe. And so if I were hearing this for the first time and he's talking about the word and he's talking about the word being with God and the word was God. So that's a very unique dynamic being with God and being God. Um, and then all things were made through him and then life is in him and then the light is in him. So this is just like, how fantastic is all of this? If you are not like, you're not a believer, you're not somebody that goes, okay, I know Jesus, I know God, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like this is really kind of a kind of mind blowing concept, um, in a time where, um, so, so so the image that comes to my mind, and I know I do this a lot is, is refer to movies because it, it, it gives me something kind of concrete to compare to. And I think of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure (laughs) when they're with who they refer to as Socrates, Uh Socrates, but just kind of this concept of being in a group of people who uh, value learning, who value knowledge, who value kind of being challenged on what they believe and this new concept being presented out there and then grappling with that idea. So I'm going to shut up as well (laughs) and I'll let you start talking. But that's kind of where I'm, I, I guess, where I'm at. It's just this concept of, you're getting this information for the very first time. You're a thinker. You're intelligent. Uh, because because this is, I think this is God's intention. I think God intends our faith, um, our belief system to be um, scrutinized and to be challenged and to be digested and, you know, not just accepted at face value, but sort of kind of, dissected and discussed and evaluated. So tag you're it. (laughs) 
Yeah, so to your point of this, you know, um, starting the way that Genesis starts, right? In the beginning, God. and you, So if you know the Old Testament, that's kind of what you're expecting, but it's in the beginning was the word. Okay, well, this is immediately different, right? But secondarily, what I found, I was... I didn't have enough time to get through it all today because I got busy, but I have a, a commentary on the book of John by George R. Beasley Murray, which sounds just like, what a British name. Um, <laughs> and so one of the things that he points out is that while that is true, the the prologue, as he calls it, also sort of, it sets the stage for what the entire gospel is going to be about, the word, who we'll find out soon is Jesus. Um, but it also points to what it's going to talk about specifically. So it says the gospel, the gospel makes the uh, mention of the preexistence of the son of God in 175, uh, his function as the light of the world in 812, uh, the life of the world, 1125, the manifestation of his glory two eleven, the unbelief of the world in the face of it, chapter 12, 41, 16, 8 through 11, and the trust of those drawn by it, uh, chapter 6, chapter 12, chapter 17. So, like, even even in the prologue, while what he's saying is true and accurate in this one section of explaining who the word is, when he was around, what he did, it's also laying the groundwork for what he's going to show through the life of and ministry of Jesus in more detail later on in the book, which is just really clever writing. Yeah, I wish I was that smart. <laughs> and so we, we've got this here, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So immediately we have this strange concept, as you said, right? He was God, but he was also with God. So what's going on here? We've got God, but multiple persons. Um, and then it establishes again, he was in the beginning with God which is sort of doubling down, like this is not a created being. This is not something that, that God created because he was with God in the beginning before what all things were made through him, right? So before all things were made, this word, logos, right, in Greek, and that's a whole nother topic that <laughs> it is. <laughs> I would need weeks to do research on to get, because to your point of him writing this to, to Greeks, to Hellenists, this concept of, of Logos already existed in a lot of their philosophy and their thoughts on, you know, uh, life and spirituality and that sort of stuff. So um, I am not going to go down that trail today. Um, there are plenty of other places you can find out information that are either written or spoken by people that have done the research required to speak intelligently about that. But it's a, it's a word choice made uh, intentionally. intentionally. Yeah. To, to immediately grab the attention of the Greek listeners or readers, I should say, um, with a concept that they're familiar with and to pull them into the story about the God of the Bible and Jesus, uh, the savior of, of mankind. And it's so, so in that sense, not only is this a cleverly written introduction, it's, it is so shrewd in he knows who he's writing to and he immediately pulls them in by taking a concept that they're familiar with from their point of view and doing what Jesus often did, turning it on its head and making it new 
and and so I just think it's just a it, such a good way to grab someone's attention uh, of you know that time and that 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 people group. So yeah, and 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 it it so for us to read it now and for it to say in the beginning was the word W O R D capital W mm-hmm. does not have the same weight. No, as a Greek as a, as a Greek audience hearing John say logos L O G O S mm-hmm. doesn't carry the same weight, and that's fine. I mean that's fine because that that was who he was writing to and that was his audience. And so, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll shut up. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, John establishes early right this this word was God, was also with God, and he was in the beginning, right? Okay, so great. Move on. All things were made through him. Okay. All th- all things. And you, you know what the uh, the Greek word for all means, Dave? Yeah. All. <laughs> all things. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing's left out, right? Yeah, and, and so to, to, to even, so he starts with the positive, right? All things were made through him. And then to, to hammer at home, he goes, and without him was not anything made that was made. So we've got the positive take and the negative take. Everything that was ever made ever in the history of ever was made through him. Mm-hmm. And nothing that has ever existed in the history of ever was made without him. Like, right. if it was made, it was through him. Which... I don't know what's more a more audacious claim that that this word is God and ex- eternal or that everything ever made ever yeah was made through him like these are big statements yeah I mean eternal all-encompassing giant statements about this word Yeah, and so if we go back to Genesis and we look at the creation story, verse 3, verse 6, verse 9, verse 11, verse 14, God said, Mm -hmm. God said, God said. And so what is it that we, when we say something, what are we using? (laughs) Words. We're using words. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, again, this, like, to me is literally one of those, like, mind-blown kind of, like, um, we're talking about the word, and if we take a serious look at the creation story, God spoke things into existence. Mm-hmm. Well, what do we speak? We speak words. And so God spoke the word. And, again, I like, I'm, like, I am fine with the whole concept of God speaking like saying, let there be, and it happens. Let there be, and then it happens. But at the same time, I just think this is another example of a finite God trying to be described. No, an infinite God. <laughs> an infinite God. An infinite God trying to be explained in a finite world. Yeah. But it is so... like. I geek out on this. Like, this is one of those things. I just think this is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so think about that, right? Like, is it a coincidence that God spoke and now 
the Greeks have this term logos, which means word, and it just so happens to work out. Whatever. Like, but just think about this idea, right? God knows everything, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible. <laughs> like, yes. And it's just an add it to the list of just how you know that you're not even on, I wouldn't say like level, like, but like just the, the difference in kind between creator and creation, right? (laughs) He knows everything all time across it all. Right. And there's just moments like this where I wonder like, is this sort of stuff just make him grin a little bit or like, does he like wink like, oh, oh yeah, you Greek, you Greek philosophers in your logos, huh? <laughs> mm, bet you don't see this one coming. Like, <laughs> like he has to a little bit, right? I, I yeah, I, like we're, we're created in his image, mm-hmm. and we get like a kick out of this. Yeah, we like to laugh and we appreciate cleverness and you know all yeah. Of, yeah. So I can't, like, I refuse to be like, no, he, yes, he gets a kick out of this. He does get, like you said, a smile from this. Well, and we all know, based on the story of Scripture, right? Like, he knows a good plot twist. He knows foreshadowing. Like, he says in the very beginning of the Bible exactly what's going to happen with Jesus and the devil the devil doesn't see it coming, even though God said you're going to, you know, like, <laughs> so anyways, um, I'm, I'm getting distracted with that, but I just, I find that connection specifically, right. That you brought up about, you know, God speaking and, and then this, this word, um, it just makes me smile. <laughs> the other thing I, what do you, and I don't think, I don't think we'd be able to even guesses, but like, I wonder what it sounds like when God laughs. Yeah. I, 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 my assumption is that it's a sound that we cannot fathom until we're in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one, how many, how many people have even had that thought of God laughing? Because I, I believe that is true. Mm-hmm. I believe he laughs. And again, I put it in that context of an infinite God in our finite world. And I think it would just be one of those things that like, on one hand, it's absolutely frightening. <laughs> but at the same time, there's just like this appealing, like you're drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Like I want it like, so that, yeah. Well, I think I know what I'm going to spend the rest of my life working on. <laughs> what, what God's laugh sounds like. No, is the joke to get him to laugh. Like I got, I gotta have the joke. Like I show so up at the pearly gates and I'm like, but I just hit him with it. <laughs> and he doesn't laugh and he goes, actually you're going to the other place now, buddy. <laughs> I was going to say, after you get off your knees and he does the whole, like, okay, you can stand up, like, it's good for you to engage. Like, <laughs> well, and part of me is like, do I say, like, a your mom joke because he doesn't have a mom because he wasn't born? Like, <laughs> 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 anyways, 
Anyways, before I get myself in trouble, we should walk firmly away from what I just said. <laughs> it was, as we were saying, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Yep. So, okay, so here's what I find interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 4 is past tense. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5 is present tense. The light shines yep. in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And why is verse 4 in past tense? Is life no longer in him? So, I mean, my short answer, my truthful answer is, is I don't know. Um, I do think there is an element of reference back to the creation story and the beginning of time and an element of at that particular time he was life but I get what you're saying Mm -hmm. like that hasn't changed and I haven't studied it well enough but I'm the other my other thought is is I think there's some um, language of how people spoke um, with the Greek that we, it, it gets lost in our translation that we don't completely grasp that. So, so anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think there's a, there's a, there's a past tense of him at creation and life came into existence because of who he is and then a, a transition to now or then 2,000 years ago and referring to that the light is a current present thing. So I don't know. Do you have a thought on that? Uh, I mean, I have I have a thought on verse 5 and why it's present tense. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's because <clears throat> maybe it's because Jesus, you know, died and but he rose again, right? Like right. Key key factor. And and the gospel would have been written after that. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Um. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's about the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Being. I don't know. I'm I'm grasping the straws here. But what what's interesting to me about verse 5 is like everything before this was past tense. In the beginning was the word, he was with God, he was God, he wasn't. And so maybe it's less about 4 and 5 being different than it is just about 5 jumping from everything right. being in the past tense to yep. oh, also that light the light the, you know, the life that was light of men, the light shines currently in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So like it still shines. And yeah. um, what, what I found in the commentary about this word that's used uh, here in the ESV to say overcome it, others might say grasp. It says um, it can mean grasp in the sense of make one's own to understand or to overcome and overtake. So the darkness has not been able to overcome, overtake, understand, or make 
the light its own. It is completely incapable of stopping the light from being the light. And yeah. and so I think one of the reasons perhaps that this verse shifts from past to present tense is like, yeah, I'm telling you all of the stuff that happened, but it's still happening. Yep. It's still shining. And, the, you know, and so it's a, we're looking back at the creation story. We were talking about, you know, what the words role and all of it was, but now fast forward to today, the light still shines. Darkness yeah. has not, and frankly will not ever overcome it because it cannot. It is yeah. incapable of doing so. Which, you know, I think is, is interesting because that is like, that is true in our physical world. Like that mm-hmm. is the truth of like physics, of physics. If I am in a completely dark room and I strike a match and that match lights, that light is going to overcome the darkness. Mm-hmm. Like I can't add more darkness to yeah, overcome light. Cause darkness like, isn't an actual thing. It's just the absence right. of light. Yeah. So light will so, always win. Yes. Light will always win. And, and so like, that's just like, that's just fascinating to me. Like, you know, I can, I, no matter how dim the light is to a certain degree, it's going to overcome the darkness. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I think is true, and I think this has a correlation with our relationship with, with God and with Jesus is if I, if I, if I increase my distance from the light, mm-hmm. then darkness can overcome that light. But it's not really darkness overcoming the light. It's my distance from the light. And so if I'm near to Jesus, well, then I have his light. Mm-hmm. But if in my life I allow there to be distance between him and I, well, then that light becomes dimmer and dimmer and dimmer to, you know, if I'm a, wa- a mile away from a, a, a candle, I'm not going to be able to see that candle. Yeah. But if I'm in the immediate presence of that candle, that candle's going to overcome the darkness and will be sufficient for me on the darkness of night to at least see the ground before me. Yep. If I need it to. Yeah, and the other thing I was gonna say about that too is is the longer you are closer to the light, right? Your eyes adjust, right? To the level of light and the level of in there. And so you can have a candle. And you can read a book by candlelight and that's yeah. small time in your eyes adjust. And, and, but yeah, your proximity is 100% key to the light reaching its full effectiveness on you. Mm-hmm. And, and as you said, it's the same spiritually. If we are close yeah, and intimate <laughs> with Jesus, that light is going to shine all over our lives. Yeah. Into the nooks and crannies that we had hoped he would never see. <laughs> but he knows about. <laughs> I literally want to be like. Like, how does he, and does that, does that ruin our. <laughs> well, now I got to put bleeps in. Because <laughs> in, in, you know, in, in C.S. Lewis even talks about that. Um, and I can't remember if it's the screw tape letters or where it is where he talks about it, but he talks about D nonsense. And oh, gotcha. <laughs> and people get offended, and people be, get offended because he's he's talking 
about that. And he's like, no, I like that is a legitimate thing. Like to be damned is a legitimate thing. Yeah. And even though it's become a slang in our culture to be damned, like, like has consequences for somebody who is in that category. So gotcha. anyway, I, again, sorry, my rabbit trail and I nope, hope I didn't create work for you and all that, but you explained yourself. You're like, fine. It, it, but it is, it's truly totally like, dang it. Like, <laughs> I hate that. So, sorry. No, I understand where you're coming from now. At first, I was like, whoa, pump the brakes, Dave. <laughs> but I get it now. Yeah, and, and, and even as I say that, like, it, if, it's, if it's uttered in frustration, like, I feel like there's, there's truth to it of... That would be the, our consequences if we chose to be that way. Anyway, sorry. You're fine. If I apologize too much tonight. You're, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Um, I mean, that's that's the five verses. I, but I, I think, so we talked, or you talked earlier about, you know, what it would be like for, you know, these Greek non-Christians, non-Jews to hear this and, you know, I just, I wonder how much verse five, the hope and the promise that is in verse five is lost on them until they come to a knowledge, uh, a saving, you know, knowledge in, in, uh, of Jesus. And then they can come back and read, read this after and go, oh my gosh, it's right mm-hmm. there in verse five. There's the hope. There's the promise. There's, there's the future. Right of what of what God is offering us is that the light has not, will not overcome the darkness because of the Word, because of Jesus. Yeah, and that's just it's just it's just a verse, but it's <laughs> it is potent in in what it's really communicating. It's powerful. It's I dare say life-giving if you understand what that actually means. The yeah. light has not been overcome. Yeah, and that's, you know, kind of going back to our, our original conversation of what does this verse mean and, and what comes to mind of, I do, I just, I have that mental picture of learned people like with a true desire to know the truth and you get presented with something like this. Mm-hmm. And you don't just immediately dismiss it. You don't just immediately go, oh, I know everything, or that's not true, or whatever. But you hear it, and, and you like truly take it in and go, okay, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. Like, using like a logical brain to kind of just grapple with that, combining it with the Holy Spirit coming in and moving in that person's life. And I, like, again, I... If you can't tell, I'm very passionate about this. I'm very <laughs> excited that we are here with this. Um, but that's just an incredible thing to me of just thinking about that that learned person just encountering this for the first time and truly embracing it and truly uh, grappling with it and being open to the point that God's Holy Spirit can come in and move in that person's life and just have that revelation of like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. There is hope, there is salvation, and as I complete that thought, 
I have spent the last week or so, um, outside of, of reading the book of John, of just kind of in this place of like, life is just crazy if you don't have kind of a an eternal perspective. Dude. Like, what's the point of all of it? I have been up and down and inside and outside that whole thing for like the last two weeks. Yeah, and that's crazy because, again, I think that's God working. Uh Like, why are we both at that place grappling with that? Because how frightening is that? I mean, it's, it's, it's completely, like, if you have no concept of an eternal God, a loving God, grace, forgiveness, and all those things, like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, why? I would be, if I was not a Christian, if I did not believe what the scripture I would be an absolute monster because why not that makes more sense thank you it makes more sense it makes way more sense I'm here for a limited time I'm going to do everything within my power to make my life better and therefore your life worse because that will help like help me get to the top and I don't understand why like I've never okay here's here's the only explanation I can come to is that is that people, atheists, agnostics, that, that just don't even, either we can't know or we know for sure that God's not real and all religions are garbage and, you know. All the, the only reason that I can think that they would care about other people and would contribute their time and money to causes like disaster relief or fostering children or any anything that says people have value i'm going to contribute to the value of people being honored and protected the only reason i can think someone like that would engage in things like that is because god actually does exist and they are made in his image and even though they refuse to acknowledge him his image in them still bears itself out in the fact that they see value in other people that's the only explanation that makes sense to me I, 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 I'm with you, and I don't mean to even go, well, I'm going to go there, whether I mean to or not, but the other thing I've been grappling with is suicide, mm-hmm. and, and, and why do people do that, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working in a position where we, we try to prevent that, that's one of the things that we want to not see happen, is, is people commit suicide, like, we don't want that. And there's this, there's this part of me that I'm like, why? If God is not God and we don't believe in eternity, what does it matter whether you have 100 days on this earth or you have 100 years on this earth? And in perspective of eternity, there's not much difference between 100 days and 100 years. I mean, they're both minuscule. Yeah. But yet we have this like inherent belief that taking your own life is not something you should do. And now I know why I feel that way. Like we said, we're mm-hmm. both believers. We, we, But if it's all just evolution and survival of the fittest, then... So anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot more I could say on all of that, but... Um... I think maybe we'll save that for another time um, because I'm a little excited tonight and I want (laughs) to prevent myself from 
not thinking through. Because, so, yeah, I, I think you get what I'm saying. I don't want to say something without right. thinking it through. And so anyways, that being so, said. So, 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 so with that, I'm, I'm going to say that, that like inherent of any discussion that we have, you know, talking about being a disciple of Jesus, sitting at his feet, being his disciple, having him mentor us, uh, learning in the master class of Jesus, the meaning of life has a central place. And while we may not answer it tonight, we may not answer it next week, I think that is a that is a critical piece of the whole like why do we believe what believe we believe why are mm-hmm. we here all of that kind of stuff and so um, while we might not delve into it we don't take it lightly and we may or may not get to it <laughs> down the road but you know if it's important to you let us know and we'll <laughs> we'll tackle it <laughs> yeah and, and I'll just say the only reason I didn't go further on that conversation was because I was starting to think along political lines and I just am not <laughs> going to do that tonight um, because I want to be happy when with this and that will just annoy me and make me upset. <laughs> so that backed out. Good call. Good call. Uh, just for the record. So man, it feels good to be back in the Bible and specifically in a gospel. It's like, you know, it's like that's what we started the show for. <laughs> I would agree with you on that. We are we are back to our roots, and it <laughs> feels so good. All right. Well, then, unless you have more, I think we're at a very good spot to park nope. this baby. No more. Appreciate everybody right. listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for for the time, for the intent, for the attention. Um, just really cool that people listen. And we appreciate that. And we hope, of course, that um, the discussion um, is is edifying. So with that being said, uh, show notes can be found at supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 214. Um, and frankly, we used to have more podcasts on the network, but it's really only been <laughs> this one for a while. And I just didn't want to I didn't want to undo the website, remove the feed, re-upload to like, so we're just going to keep it where it's at. And if more shows appear in the future, then we have a spot for them. If not, then yes. we have a one podcast network and that's funny <laughs> and it makes me giggle. So I'm for it. Yeah. So anyways, uh, there are show notes are also in your podcast app of choice. If you're listening on a mobile device. Um, yeah, you can, you can say hi if you want to. There's ways to do that in the show notes, I think. Maybe I took them out. I don't remember. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I either. haven't been in <laughs> ages. Maybe I'll put the email in there just in case you want to say hi. Um, but, yeah, that's that. Farewell. Bye.